G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 2. We are in John Chapter 16. Jesus is preparing His disciples for the rocky road ahead. And here he uses an interesting phrase, a little while. What we're going to see is that when God chooses to work, he doesn't take a long time. What he does can be done in a twinkling of an eye. And while we might be waiting and waiting for God to work and holding on to his word in the process, which is a wise thing to do, just remember that when God does begin to work, hold on to your seats. The ride will be very fast. Our lesson is actually called a little while, a phrase that Jesus uses in John 16. And our lesson is called a little while, based on John 16, verses 16 to 24. I'd like to read to you a little bit from this portion. Verse 19 of John 16. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, A little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily I say unto you, That ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she's in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. So what Jesus is telling us is rather important. He gives a framework of time, although, again, the quantity is not stated. But he uses the phrase, a little while. So in a little while, his followers who have been with him for three years are not going to see him, at least not physically. And then again, a little while, and they will see him. Now the reason they will see him is because Jesus, when he does go from the scene in a little while and they don't see him, He's actually going to heaven. He will be with the Heavenly Father, not only to receive of his reward for a job well done on earth, not only to sit at the right hand of God, but also 
to dispatch the Holy Spirit, to help, as it were, work with the church as it's born and grows, interceding for us ever because he's the great high priest. No, Jesus will not be idle when he goes to heaven. He works. The Father works. The Holy Spirit works. And they're working for one common goal. That is a kingdom that has no end. When you ask what God is doing in the earth today, just remember it's one thing. He's building his kingdom while blessing all those who cooperate with its extension. And so when it talks about in a little while they won't see him, this is referring to Christ's passion, his death, resurrection, and ascension, which will happen approximately 40 days after the resurrection. But then again, a little while, and they will see him. This can be interpreted in more than one way. But to keep it simple, it is easy to think that the little while refers to Jesus's return to planet Earth, his second coming, his epiphania, his manifestation for all to see. That could be it, though the little while has been 2,000 years. Again, it's only a weekend to God, but for us, it seems a very long time. But just remember, when people who are believers cease to have the natural life, they are absent from the body and present with the Lord. So either up in the heavens or down here on earth, in a little while, we shall truly see him. Now I want to read to you from the entire portion of John chapter 16, verses 16 to 24. Our lesson is called, A Little While, based again on the reference, John chapter 16, verses 16 to 24. We're going to now listen to God's word. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said therefore, What is this that he saith? A little while. We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while, and ye shall not see me? And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye shall now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your sorrow on your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. 
Our reading is from John chapter 16, verses 16 to 24, and our lesson is called, A Little While. Interesting phrase, straight from the mouth of the Master. Now Jesus is continuing to prepare his disciples for a new world order, not the humanistic kind that brings a one world government and then all the other things that go with it. No, he's talking about a new world order under God. The other one is humanistic. This one is biblical. The new world order is where Jesus departs to heaven and the Holy Spirit is dispatched to earth. Here he uses the phrase, a little while. It is used ten times in the New Testament, and of the ten times, seven of them are right here in the 16th chapter of John's Gospel. It comes from the Greek word mikron and means a little in time, age, space, or size. For our purposes, it should mean very soon. Here it says that in a little while, the disciples of Jesus will not see him. Yet, in a little while, they will see him. How can these things be? Because he's going to the Father. Now, at first glance, it seems that Jesus will appear again, and soon, on earth. Yet also remember that all believers throughout the ages see Jesus, quote-unquote, in a little while, because they come to the end of their earthly life, and they are absent from the body, but they will be present with the Lord. In fact, they already are. Whether on earth or in heaven, we will see Jesus we who believe, that is, in a little while. But yet, nevertheless, this statement is understandably questioned by the disciples of Jesus. In verse 17, after another sweeping statement, some of the disciples, in fact, I dare say all of them, were perplexed and asked among themselves about the meaning. What is this that a little while we will not see him, and again in a little while We will see him, because he's going to the Father. What is all this about? A little while is questioned. And that's what we see in John 16, 18. Furthermore, the questioning disciples are puzzled by the simple word mikron. A little while. We don't know what he's talking about. Could somebody who's in proximity to Jesus just ask him, But you know, it wasn't necessary, because the Lord has uncanny perception. No surprise there. He knew about their questions and their doubts. So, indeed, what he does is he repeats the question back to them. Why are you asking me what this little while is, that you won't see me, and then you will because I go to the Father? Let me explain some things. Here, friends, is the itinerary, from John 16, verse 20. In a little while, in a very short time, the disciples will weep and lament, but the ungodly world will be rejoicing. All of this, of course, will be temporal. All of this will be heavily reversed. The time will come that the disciples will go from being temporarily sorrowful and the world rejoicing to the disciples' permanently joyful, and the world lamenting. 
that's how it's going to be. And in fact, in some ways, it already is that way. So the itinerary, they will be sorrowful for a little while, but the sorrow will be turned into joy. Praise God for that. And like a roller coaster, the disciples will go from the depths of mourning and then reach up to the heights of rejoicing. In fact, when they enter into the true Christian spirituality, being born again of the Spirit and filled with the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is joy, as it says in Galatians 5.22. And this joy is contrary and defiant of circumstances. We have the joy no matter what is happening externally because it's greater that is he who is in us than he who is in the world. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It defies circumstance. It is from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit perpetually keeps that joy churning in our lives. Then we go to John 16, verse 21, using the metaphor of childbirth. This is something that most women and husbands, fathers, and so on understand. When a woman enters into labor, it is a painful and sorrowful experience. Yet, it has a meaning when the phrase, the hour of birth has come. When the child eventually comes forth out of the womb, the mother and father are not focusing on the pain and anguish that has just transpired. What they're focusing on is the child who is born into the world. Just like night darkness gives way to the dawn and the tribulation leads to a messianic millennial kingdom, so labor pains lead to the child being born. Once born, we don't focus on the painful past, even the immediate painful past. We focus on the child, and the child means future. That's why marriage and family is so cherished scripturally, because it is investing in the future. With that in mind, John sixteen twenty one. see you soon. Currently, The disciples of Jesus have sorrow, and this is understandable because they've been told that Jesus will be leaving them soon. They feel like orphans, abandoned. Where's our shepherd going? But he says, I will see you again and soon. And when you do, the heart will rejoice. The joy you will receive will be yours permanently, and what you have, no one can take it from you. So the weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Let me even rephrase that. Weeping and sorrow may endure for a night, but joy will come and remain in the morning. In fact, even when it's now afternoon, evening, and the next day, the joy is there to stay. This is something we can all count on, courtesy of the wonderful abiding Holy Spirit. All right, let's go to John 16:22. This has to do with a most important topic, answered prayer. Friends, we all need to develop our prayer life, 
and to remember that God is waiting for our prayers. Because of Jesus, who has gone ahead of us, we have an open door to the throne of grace where we can boldly approach and find grace to help in time of need. We need to fulfill the biblical mandate to fill up the bowls in heaven with our prayers and our praise and our thanksgiving and our worship. May we not only fill those bowls in heaven, but may our cup run over. So back to John sixteen twenty two answered prayer. Jesus makes this statement, until now you have asked nothing of me. Here is the truth. Whatever you, my disciples, ask the Heavenly Father in my name, he will give it to you. And this is the key. You have to ask in Jesus' name. Now, this doesn't just merely mean tack the name of Jesus onto the end of a prayer, and somehow God is duty-bound to give us what we want. It's deeper than that. We can, of course, invoke the name of Jesus in prayer, and that's a good thing to do. But it also means we are under the authority of Jesus. We bear his name. We are doing his will. Most of all, we are not just his believers. Oh, we believe in him. We reckon he's a good guy. Oh, no, we are his followers. We follow him where he goes. His wishes are command. We delight to do his will. And because of this kind of lifestyle, that's why we are able to ask whatever we want and it shall be done because we'll be asking rightly. We'll be asking in proximity. We'll be asking according to protocol. We'll be asking by God's will. This is how it works. The power of answered prayer. Our last verse for this lesson is John sixteen twenty three. fullness of joy. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Now is the time to ask, to pray, to seek, to knock. When you do, you shall receive the answer and there will be fullness of joy because you have been faithful to pray to the living God. Our lesson has been called A Little While. What is our lesson for life? For mere mortals, God's timing may seem lengthy, even forever and ever. But from God's perspective, it is, at best, only a little while. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.